Hey, I'm... Hey, everybody. Hi. I'm Jick and Thursday. I'm Riff on Tuesday. And I'm Hot Stuff. I don't even know what day it is. Oh. Huh, my, cl- my clap clipped. It was a clap. Clip-clap? Clip-clap? It was a trip-trap sock. <laughs> uh, what, how, how's it going, guys? It's good. It's going. It's Kingdom it's going of Loathing Show. All right. Kingdom of Loathing Show. Th- I'm glad you said that, because I might have started off on the wrong show. You might have started off with the wrong name. Yeah. They're actually two very different riffs. They're <laughs> spelled different. Yeah. Uh, the the video game hot dog version of riff has a whole bunch of silent H's in it. <laughs> riff. No, that those would be non-silent H's. Well, that's just me pronouncing them. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there it's more like riff. Oh, okay. It's between the two F's. It's like Hrothgar, you know. Yeah, sure. Riff. Yeah. Huh. Um, Is Hrothgar? Would you consider that a silent H? I, I don't know. No. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> if you can hear it. Yeah. Hello. There's a, well, there's an additional silent H. Oh, it's yeah. underneath the bar of Hello. the regular H. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's also invisible. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, that's what silent means in when you're talking about words. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I guess you can you could definitely visualize sounds, right? So if, if it's not making any sound, then it's also invisible. Uh, I live my life according to the precepts of bumper stickers only, and so the only thing that I can visualize is world peace. Yeah. What about or world, world peace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Also, the only the only way that I'm allowed to exist is coexist. <laughs> um, With a coefficient. Also, there is a limited number of things that my other car can be. One of Your them is co-pilot. The, the USS Enterprise. <laughs> my other car is my co-pilot. <laughs> okay. Uh, my other that. car is Calvin peeing on my co-pilot. <laughs> <clears throat> the uh, the it, like the joke that like maybe twelve people will ever get. You know, my other car is a cutter. Uh, yep. I I love that one. But did I'm that? Like, who wrote that? that? I, I mean, I independently came up with it. I'm sure I was not the first, so... I, I bet you were. I, I doubt that. Is that... I had the similar experience with the joke, Con shot first for the for the Think Geek shirts. Oh, know, yeah. Think Nerd. I was like, that was pretty funny. I bet somebody already thought of that and yeah. Googled it and someone did. That's my worst fear. I hate it when I come up with a funny joke and then I learn that somebody else has come up. Like, uh... Abracatraz? Oh. I was so happy about coming up with that awesome name for a wizard prison, but then turns out that's already a thing yeah. in another, I don't know. It's probably something nobody cares about. It helps when every joke that I write is the first Google search for almost anything, <laughs> at least on my computer. <laughs> there, like, you're there probably are only interested in uh, shit. There are bumper stickers on Zazzle that you can buy that my other car is a cutter. What, what is a sure cutter you in this context? A, cutter, so CDR is the way that you reference uh, elements of a list in Lisp or in Scheme is car is the first element of the list and CDR is the remainder of the list. Yeah. Huh. So, so you're like pop, you, pop, you pop stuff off stacks with that, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. It's, and it's also within parentheses, which I think is clever, uh, and I probably wouldn't have done that, and that's a, that's a good... Ah, uh, Lisp. Those are, those are the days. Ah, uh, Lisp. Is there anything it can do? <laughs> it can't pronounce its S's. Yeah. Or it, it over, overpronounces it. It's got it all lives the... on the banks of the river Methithal. 
Um, well, what have you guys been up to this past week? <clears throat> I don't know if I worked out. I, I rolled out the level 10 revamp. Yeah. Mm. Less of a less of a revamp and more of a Redo. accidentally uh, improving meat farming. <laughs> did, so, <laughs> my question is, did, is that real or was that... Because I feel like if that was real, we should take some steps to make that not yeah no I, I definitely think that we should um yeah there's a number there's a number of things we, we but the things that people are the most excited about are the things where we were like oh man maybe we fucked up like that clover adventure that i didn't run by you at all i i saw a discussion of it i mean it's it's definitely super friendly i i don't like the way that you friendly <laughs> i don't like the way that you like take away what i thought was kind of a neat puzzly aspect of the game but it's not like it was a good puzzle in the sense of like hinting like like it's not like we really it's it's obscure it's like super obscure yeah i i think that that is that is probably the thing that remains in the game that is the most impossible to solve without the wiki yeah, and considering it's non-optional, it's definitely yeah. best to be yeah. kind. Like, I think the wand, in a lot of ways, represents everything that was ever wrong with KOL from a from an approachability standpoint. Mm. And this is not a good solution to it. No, you know, no. It's what's what's frustrating is like the abstractly the mechanic of it. I really like that your yeah. the final thing that you do requires like little bits and pieces of stuff that you've gathered across the course of the game but it would be nice nicer if we like enforced you actually getting those and you had to like have to have, like do you know what i mean like like if if we were doing it from the ground up we would have like given you those things we wouldn't have let you like destroy them or something you know like that we would they would all be quest tokens you get as you turn in the quests throughout the well maybe or maybe. or at the end and you know at the end you would get a quest to go collect the yeah. ruby mm-hmm. w and maybe you would still have been able to find it ahead of time right. right it's hard to it's hard for me to some extent to design quests around the idea of pulls right like i never really when i imagined hanks I did not imagine that the primary purpose of Hanks, and I guess it's really not, but I did not imagine that one of the primary purposes of Hanks would be people pulling stuff to speed up quests, hmm. right? I just imagined, oh, you'd pull better food, you'd pull, like, better gear than than would normally drop. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of what we we thought of when we did it, but, it, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, sure, absolutely. So, like, if if, you, if a piece of gear can't, save you a certain number of turns i mean people do pull gear like but it's always in turn it's always in service of like shortening a run rather than like making things easier or i mean not always right so that's that that is another thing that we need to like only for the people that we have to balance the pulls around right not not for just people in general yeah i've been pretty i've been pretty happy to see a bunch of people in the february item of the month thread talking about how I mean, besides the fact that they love the flavor or whatever, saying, you know, like, it's not quite optimal, but it's so much more fun, and, like, it makes so much of the rest of the stuff easy that I really like this thing. You know, like, like actually going through the whole quest. It, like, not just getting the thing that was, like, the little sort of bone for Speed Ascenders, which was the, like, uh, that free chest of stuff, but the, uh, but actually, like, going through it and getting the token every day from that instead of the daily dungeon i think is a neat 
yeah thing well but i mean also because some of that gear is like i really like my jarlsberg run was made immeasurably easier in terms of combat by the drops from those dungeon bosses so i just i just had a thought about what you might want to do over the next week um because we had talked about uh revising something and we had talked about rolling it out this month oh yeah and if we wanted to do that i think it might be a good idea. I don't like. I don't know if you still want to do that, but why? Yeah, yeah. I've been floundering because I don't. We've got this whole plan for March, which I this just rela- so us us finishing the sea in March depends on hot stuff getting all of his word realms work done in the next two weeks, which is just not going to happen. Well, enough of it that I'm not going to be distracted by that yeah. all the time right like and sure. I, think, I think that's more of a realistic goal i mean what and realistically when we are in the same place and working there are a lot of hours in a day where one of us is working but not the other right right because i and and it's not always the same right sometimes you'll get up at three in the morning and work for and you've been six working for six hours, hours yeah. before i get up and yeah. sometimes, you know, I'll be finishing up my day as you're waking up and you'll work. It's it's I think it's because I've I've gone to the like riff school of uh, <laughs> crazy sleep schedules. You just basically like roll months. a D20 and that's the day. <laughs> that's the hour that you have to wake up tomorrow. And then you just adjust to that. Is there a D24? Do those exist? Um, uh, I'm sure they could. I mean, at the very least, you could. You could do like a ten-sided die with more sides on each end. Well, you just roll a d48 and uh, <laughs> divide, divide by two. By two. <laughs> yeah. D36 and divide by a third. A d24 <laughs> is a type of Volkswagen engine. So here's what you do: you yeah. make a racetrack, okay, uh, that is divided into 24 sections. You okay. pour, you roll a d6 and put that many ounces of gasoline into a Volkswagen D24. <laughs> okay. And then you drive it until it runs out of gas, and wherever <laughs> it's at, that's the outcome of your roll. I thought maybe it was like an engine that had 24 pistons, and you would just drive it until one of them blew out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drive it until you blow one head gasket. If you blow multiple head gaskets at a time, that's a critical. Yeah. <laughs> um, looks, like, <coughs> looks like you blew a head gasket. No, nah, it's just ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I, uh, okay. th- there's, there is no car that has 24 pistons in it, right? No, no vehicle that I can think of, right? I don't. I mean, some kind of future supercar like is a big engine. You know? I mean, there are V10s, right? Like, okay. uh, uh, Disco Banjo's fucking ridiculous pickup right. truck has a V10. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> God. I like. I'm not upset that he has that truck. I'm upset that that truck was built. (laughs) (laughs) How many vehicles does he have? Does he have a motorcycle still? I don't know. After his his accident? I mean, he was was collecting crashed motorcycles for a long time, (laughs) and he was artisanally crashing them himself. (laughs) Um, I think he just just has the one, like, full-on car, and it is the fucking Viper truck. Oh, Which wow. they stopped making because after they made them once, they were like, "What the fuck were we thinking?" <laughs> now they're like a the weird truck collect- that was designed on a bender. <laughs> they just woke up the next morning and there's this truck parked there. Whoa! How Ooh. long were we drunk, bro? What did we do. Um. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess that I could do that. I but I uh, yeah. 
So because it, because the sea is March, because I've just got it in my head. All right, March, the sea. Is there an aquarium in San Francisco? I'm sure there is something that has. Yeah, fish there's got to be. It's on. It's on there's the coast the and everything. Ocean. We yeah. could just go. To, right. We could just go to the ocean. Just with walk in. A Kevin Costner. Just a Kevin Costner. <laughs> we could go to the ocean with Kevin Costner and have him drag us down in a garbage bag bathosphere. And uh, we could... Uh, oh, all right. All of the new content is Soggy National Geographics. Aquarium of the Bay. Hmm. It looks like it's got some fish swimming around in it. Does it have any, like, monsters or uh, uh, sunken ruins? Uh, no. They had... Uh, Octopus Week, or it's currently Octopus Week, uh, Octopalooza, as they like to call it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any ruins. Yeah, we can find some ruins. We could just go there and ruin an aquarium. That would be kind of funny if they just if they just had like a little treasure chest and like a diver in there all a the guy, time. A guy, like a guy whose job it is to just be underwater. Yeah. ABU, always be underwater. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, we, I finished up all these other deadlines, and uh, how how do we how do we feel about the level ten quest? I like the new version of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's sort of it is better, I think, um, than it than it was before. I wonder. Nobody noticed. I like a week before the revamp rolled. I just lowered all the drop rates on all the giants items. Oh. Nobody, nobody noticed that I can tell. Huh. Well, cool. Um, just a little bit, just to sort of keep everything in. in yeah, you know, the weird thing is that those, I don't think that we portion. would ever make items with that high an auto-sell value that were that common a drop nowadays. Yeah, I felt bad about nerfing the auto-sell value of the old stuff, but I think, I think maybe we need to either lower the drop rate or the yield from the, from the, um... What the what is the goth giant drop that, that the warm subject gift yeah, certificate the warm subject thing yeah or make it so you can only use like ten of them a day or something right or per ascension that would actually be interesting like if you could use ten per day I wonder if they would if there would be an interesting market for those because you could sell them for their expected value. Because if the player base would, yeah, hell, I don't know. There'd be a lot of multi abuse. Yeah, that's true. What if there was something else that they could possibly give you instead of meat? Like there was a well, right. What if they? What if what else? they did was they they opened a shop that was warm subject and they were a currency? <laughs> like the shop only takes gift certificates. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things was just a dense meat stack that they sold. Hmm. But they only have ten of them to sell each day to sure, everybody in total. the kingdom. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. We're we're there's a there's been a run on our dense <laughs> meat stacks. That's gross. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, because when I was imagining like what would change the landscape of this for farming, I like always did not think about like banishers and and uh, olfaction, and apparently right. it's just getting. All goth giants all the time is what uh, is what you want. Yeah, is what people do. Although I don't think that the typical meat farm. Like I honestly kind of don't mind if somebody who's farming with olfaction has a better deal because most like the the primary thing is easily automatable like meat farming multis, 
and they're not going to have olfaction. So they drop the black candles, the gift certificates, and the poetry journals. So, and I think all of those are pretty reasonable auto sell. I think uh, I'm just going to lower the drop rate on the gift certificate and solve this problem. Does it solve it though? Because I mean, did, is is it not at a point where it's depends on how low I drop it. Well, sure. I mean, you can make it a point point zero one. I w- I'm not going to do that. Uh, oh man, remember when I couldn't figure out why that uh, why the instant karma wasn't dropping from the right. avatar? Of bo- I mean, the spoiler of spoiler, and uh, I, it turns out it was because I had the drop rate of zero. I could have sworn <laughs> I'd put hundred in there when I did that. I guess I didn't, so I guess I screwed that up. I mean, that form, because that is a form within a form, it is yeah. very easy to edit it, and then, like, you edit the drop and then save the monster. Hmm. Right. Um, you know, if we made that spindler now, we would highlight it, it as Ajax. being unsaved. Yeah. Um, which is not to say we couldn't do that, it's just that we've gotten used to the way that it works. Um, yeah, I, you know... This revamp did not actually take very long. I'm trying to think of what really went into it. Like, I... I feel like you, you think about things for a long... Like, part, part of these revamps is, like, marinating on the ideas of them, right? Like, that's... Yeah. That's an important aspect to it. Yep. But in this case, I don't really feel like I did that a lot. You know, I just I, like I think the first time I sat down to think like, all right, what should we do? Well, I'll just make the castle multiple zones and put some more giants in there. And then I wrote that brainstorming post. So I'm like just from the time when I wrote that post and asked people for giant ideas and then eventually gave up waiting for Riff because it was literally too much to ask for Riff to write three words. <laughs> um I mean, I, th- there were enough good ideas in what people submitted before Riff. that, And I think we all got represented in there, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, I remember you picked a couple of the ob- item drop ideas I had. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and then, and then I asked for brainstorming for item drops, and that happened, like, instantly. And then I spent, like, one day spindling the items. You spent one day putting numbers on them. Mm-hmm. I spent a day doing art. I drew that castle really fucking big. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Well, it's, it's a, a giant, giant castle, castle, right? <laughs> it is, but I don't I don't know why I like I was just the scale was wrong. I, I guess what I did was I picked up my I picked up my old template for a like three by three zone and then made just the interior of the castle that Oh, interesting. Um but even then, I I just it makes me think I did something wrong. I don't. Here's a here's a question that I don't know if the players would be interested in in the answer. But what would be involved in making usable items um, use uh, like a database code field as opposed to like a built code field? Uh, it would probably take like fifteen minutes. Would would you then have to go back and change everything that? No, I wouldn't have to. I mean, because skills work that way now. I see. Right. So like and they're sort of half and half right now. Yeah. Okay. What well, would be the result of this change? You'd yeah. be able to. You'd be able to implement items in a spindler. Yeah. Because right. Like, that's so like, like the, ca- the, the uh, one remaining thing that I feel like is stuff that I is within my grasp, but because I feel nervous about editing live code. 
that isn't yeah. sort of compartmentalized. It, yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, it, 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 like I said, it probably only took me 15 minutes to make it so skills supported that. I don't want to... See, when, when I did it with choices, mm-hmm. there, was, there was an advantage to going back and dropping all of the old choices into the database code rather than the scripts because that script was had become unstable because it was too big. I see. Um, and it was, we're actually running into this a little bit now. What? Yeah, what um, scripts are too large at this point that were... Just choice. Oh, shit. Right? Like, that's... And, and that's because choice basically has to be able to do everything. So even, even with most of the code from choice adventures being in the database and uh, getting evaled, choice itself is just huge. It's... It is kind of crazy powerful. It's it's like its own. I mean, it's a platform. It's a platform yeah. at this point, right? Because um, I mean, like, what what all has been implemented in that? Like, the hunt the wumpus is a choice adventure. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, Demon Star is one choice adventure. Yeah. Uh, space trip. Space trip is like ten, but it could be one. Like the right. the features that we added. Like we added the features that made the choice system as robust as it is to do the arcade, but we did not yet really understand how to use the features we had added. And then a ton of uh, word bucket adjacent stuff got added to it to make the FAQ dungeon work. Right. All the generation of the walkthrough is one choice adventure. The um, Chibi Buddy is just one choice adventure. No, it's... Five or six, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, but it, I mean, it could be one, but it's just it was just easier for me to break it out that way, just logically. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, and it, and it would be. I mean, you know, we don't want to consolidate too much. Um, but yeah, I, I I can I can do that. the The trouble with that, I think, is that you don't you won't have a body of examples. I guess you could just read the code, right? You're not worried about reading the code for using items. No, it's yeah, it's just it's just I you know I don't want to like. There, building and pushing code is stuff that I'm like really nervous about <laughs> because I don't want to like screw that up. Um, and I also, since I don't use VI, I don't know if you guys are currently editing. Oh stuff. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. <clears throat> I mean, it's not you know, it's it's clearly not critical, but it would just. I feel like that would be. It's. I mean, it's how we would do it now. What you know? What I think we would honestly do now. If I had this, if I had KOL to to do over again, I would probably make it so all item use happened via the dialogue scripting language. Um, the dialogue scripting language, really? Yeah, because it because it's got branching and it's got the ability to interact with all of the game elements that hmm. that that'd be, this stuff that'd be pretty interesting. Does. Um, I'm, I mean, I don't think I'm not going to do that. I don't think, huh. hmm. right? But I mean, thinking about thinking about word realms, that is kind of how I want to do it. Like, it, this is just a thing that happens to you, and it can be a branching thing, or it can just be one node of a thing that doesn't need to branch because it's just, you know, a potion or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. But that way, there's that there's the the layer of of protection from writing code directly into the database, right? Like, you can only the the worst you could do is generate a syntax error with a typo, as opposed to like you know, 
Because, like, if we fuck up and do, like, and this used to happen until I started getting crazy fucking careful about it, is if I accidentally, if I want something to work a different way for me than other players, and I accidentally do player ID equals one instead of player ID equals equals one, that mm. makes them me for some oh, period right. of time <laughs> while they're logged in. And so that that used to cause some problems every once in a while. Um which would not be the case if we had a if we had a scripting language with a layer of abstraction between what it was the operations that it was performing on. Man, the you know. the idea uh, the the idea or slash possibility of that to like become somebody else for a little while seems like something that like I kind of would love to try, but obviously it's a terrible idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the ability to take on somebody else's account for five minutes or something would be fascinating i think i think it would probably spell the the end of the game right like nobody would nobody would keep playing well sure it started raining our desert is busted oh i'm sorry it's uh at six at six in the morning at my house it just came a it like it came a flood (laughs) intense enough that it like woke me up wow like awesome wow got super super noisy i miss rain so much living here <laughs> my bedroom is upstairs so i'm closer to the roof <laughs> i mean i guess that is true rain well, would be yeah. louder upstairs than downstairs but not like rain upstairs would not be louder than rain on the roof of a one-story building if you were downstairs in a one-story building it would probably be louder in the latter case because the rain has farther to fall and therefore it's it's faster when it hits right okay so there's more kinetic energy also uh my entire my entire uh roof on my my current house is just a one thick uh like sort of uh chain mailed together uh (laughs) collection of cookie sheets oh okay um so yeah rain is really really loud (laughs) Hey, you guys want to get to some uh, some questions that our that our that our users have about the Kingdom of Loathing video game? Heck uh, yes. yes. Robo Chicken says so. Basically, the Giant's Castle is what really puts the loathing in the Kingdom of Loathing, right? I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. Oh, you know something that I was also worried about that nobody noticed at all was I redrew all the giants. Hmm. Oh, all the old ones too. Yeah. Huh. I yeah, didn't, but I didn't nobody that nobody cares, and that's great. <laughs> because if I see something like I'm fucking like Taco Cat, you are next. <laughs> wow, that's like that's old school. That is that when I think of an image that is like wrong because of some old thing that happened, that's the one that I think of. Yeah, the giants were real blurry hmm. before. Maybe there should be an old art dungeon. Mm-hmm. Well, like, currently the old art dungeon is when you get one of the Manuel avatar items from the. Uh, <laughs> from one of the giants that I redrew you oh. get you are the monster in the old art dungeon <laughs> huh do you want me to change that or do you like it it's I don't know I don't think it's that important okay but Linguini Lad says so why is there a bunch of food recipes missing from the Jarlsberg cooking chart are they just unspaded or that's what you decided was a reasonable amount of recipes uh, it is what I decided was a reasonable amount of recipes also Jarlsberg that sounds Jewish is he Jewish <laughs> colon P uh, yeah, but he converted, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> Changed his name in the process. 
the Ripa says, with the exception of the wet stunt nut stew and the spooky raven cellars, the fryer buffs are completely useless in Jarlsberg. Has this thought occurred to anyone? Yeah. Uh, as we all played through as Jarlsberg, we all were like, oh, thanks, fryers. Why don't you go fuck yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't on purpose, but it was just kind of funny. Uh, Feneldar says, sometimes there isn't a line break before Jarlsberg's companions say their text. I... Uh, if you tell me which ones, I can fix it. There are, there are just cases where I forget to uh, insert a paragraph break. Is it a, on a per utterance basis or per familiar action? Per companion, like per uh, activation point. I see. Um, and yeah, I think I forgot it on all of them. So sometimes, like I don't have to worry about it if I'm using the function that like displays a, a message from your familiar or whatever because it's just built into that function but sometimes I'm just outputting text in the middle of the fight instead of using a function that's already generalized to insert a paragraph break before it a fight must be kind of awful to mess with uh, it's not so There's bad so much stuff going on from so many different places or potentially so much stuff going on I guess you can't have everything going on all at the same time but like what happens, you know, are, are, is there haiku text for companions or whatever? Like, is that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there there is. I mean, so, well, there's not, actually. I think the companions in general just don't, you don't get any output from them if you're in haiku mode. I see. Okay. Um, but I could easily make it just say, I could have, I could have written one. I just didn't want to. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm glad that there is a uh, I'm glad that there is a word a discussion about somebody so somebody discovered uh, and then yeah Kennyman six 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 being a real dick about this in the forums but uh, they've discovered the changing spell caps with the MP that you spent on the spell oh in Jarlsberg and they're saying that it is lame and not interesting as a system because you would never choose minus MP. But in the course of normal play, you would, I think, potentially, because you're not always hitting the cap. With Jarlsberg, you're almost always hitting the hard cap on spells because he gets, like, ten times as much additional spell damage from Blue Mist as Postamancers and Sorcerers do. And that is probably not a thing that I would do with Postamancers and Sorcerers. But, like, you know, it's still way more bang for your buck in terms of MP for damage than things that aren't spells. So, I don't know. I always thought of minus MP to cost, to cast skills as a thing that people didn't really use. Right? That you'd, you would always want something that was more optimal once MP conservation stopped really being a big deal. I mean, I think it depends on where you are in the run and what, like, there are so many variables at this point that that's, I think that's still one that people consider, at, you know, from time to time. Early in the run, it's more valuable, right? Like, you don't have as many resources. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, but I think it's being characterized as a thing where, like, why would you equip this when all it does is reduce the damage that you're doing? But all it does is reduce the damage that you're doing if you are doing so much damage with this spell that it's time to move on to another spell. Right. Yeah. Like, and and that's the, you know, that is the advantage. Like, because otherwise, 
Without this system in place, Jarlsberg runs were like 100% curdle all the time against every monster, and that was lame. Like, there was no incentive to ever do anything other than that spell that was free. Although, you know, that, by the math, would have had to have been capped at zero damage. Right. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, I mean, I get, I get why people are sad. But it does, you know, it does make the Astral Bracer a horrible choice. But there are, that that's the thing. The Astral Bracer is not a horrible choice for a casual player. The Astral Bracer is not a poor choice for somebody who is using their best spell when they want to deal a bunch of damage, which seems like a system that the game should support. Like, when you want to do a lot of damage with a spell, you should use a big spell rather than a little spell. Yeah, right. Like, the Astral the, the astral Bracer is a bad choice if you were expecting this to work like these other Mist classes. Um, but, you know... Yeah, I mean... This is a... It's, ah, Jesus Christ. Dunsel says, this change is okay, but doing it in secret just causes problems and confusion. Was it a fucking secret? Like, what a <laughs> weird way of describing Did that. you roll this out for all spells? Or no, just no, 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 no. It's just, just Gerald'sburg, because I wanted to see how it played. And it, wow, it, you know, that's, that's a strange, this is, it's just a different way for spells to work. Like, that's, that's confusing to even say it that way, I think. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, how about these radio questions in this radio questions thread? Uh, Wax says, I hope these repetitive requests for sales data aren't too annoying, but you mentioned that items designed for and sold during a challenge path sell better than those that aren't. Uh, compared to what now seems to be the go-to comparison item, the Elvish sunglasses, how well did the <laughs> Boris's helm and box of bear arms sell? Uh, about 10% less uh, in both cases. They sold within a few units of each other. Um you know, and they were and they they were okay for gear, uh, but they sold about ten percent less than the Elvish sunglasses. Why is the why are the Elvish sunglasses the go to item? Are they because they that was a low? No, I think item? it's one that it, it was one that somebody expected to not have sold well relative to a popular gear item, but it turns out that it was more or less a baseline for the way that gear items sell. I see. Okay. Right. And I mean, I think that was the that was the thing that was just one of the first things that was asked about. So the people who are trying to work out this calculus based right. on what data I've given them mm-hmm. have that as like, an I mean, like that's I that's is, the unit circle. Is this Elvis, is kind of Elvis a Elvis clever way for speculators to uh, to do some math on the back end? They're like, okay, well, we know that the price of this in the market, and so we have a sense of like how many there are. Like, I, I think that's I think that's pretty clever. Um, question though. Um, why do people have the impression that that uh, items of the month for challenge paths sell better? I I don't know that that I don't know that I remember us saying that. No, I mean I rem- we we do them so that they sell at all, right? Like we we basically it is it, because of the number of items of the month that are pieces of gear that we have made. We are basically out of things that we can do right. that will be worth a pull without deprecating something that's valuable which we don't want to do if we can avoid it right so these things allow us they allow us to still make some money by having it be optimal in a limited amount you know and for a limited Mm -hmm. amount of time and for limited purposes without it being just straight up power creep right although apparently with the boris's helm that we made it a little too good that's fine 
Uh, Wack continues, one of the suggestions from the single body upon which the heads of Riff and Hot Stuff rest was that Sneaky Pete would steal skills from monsters. I think this is really awesome. I also remember you said at one point if you could redo the skill system, we'd only be able to use skills that were on our skill bar in any given combat, which also came up on the Monday show in regards to passive skills. If Sneaky Pete really will steal skills, can you mix up these two things? Choose X number of skills that you can use in combat at any one time. If every monster in the kingdom has at least one skill that can be stolen, that sounds like a lot of skills. It sounds fucking awesome. (laughs) No, but I mean, skills are... Yeah. So the problem, the problem with that, I think, is that the optimal set of skills becomes something that you have to change from fight to fight. Without, without necessarily knowing what you're going to be fighting next, too, right? Like, that's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I th- so I think that that scheme works really well in, like, a Guild Wars, and it works really well in, like, a... A, uh, a secret world or whatever where you're actually having to move around the world and imagining doing it for word realms I am imagining that like my current sort of working theory is that you are allowed to change your skills whenever you are looking at a mirror and so a okay. lot of your playtime will when you're you're not going to be able to just switch skills in between fighting one gremlin and another gremlin mm-hmm. in a gremlin camp you're going to have to leave and come back and there may or may not be some cost associated with that, right? Huh. That's an interesting idea. You could have single-use hand mirrors <laughs> sure. as inventory like items. Crack. When you yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Those skills you picked are ugly, and you're ugly. Ugly. That's what the mirror says, because the mirror is also a dick. <laughs> um, also, Pete's skill tree should be laid a out robot like a... robot dick? <laughs> a shiny chrome robot yeah, dick? Yeah, exactly. That should be laid out like a loot bag, although the statue's carrying a hand basket. Is Pete a sissy? Is that why he carries a basket? Or is the basket to store his loot? It's a small basket. I think he's a wuss and not very good at stealing things. You know who else carries baskets? Small children during Easter. Does Pete steal Easter eggs from small children? Pete is a douche. <laughs> Pete is going to kick your ass. Yeah, you know why Pete carries a basket? Because he is so fucking cool that he can walk around with a basket and still get laid more than you. Whack. That basket probably has your head in it. Do you remember when we made baskets uh, break up into tiskets and taskets? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I was, uh, in fact, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I think that was that was a result of the summit uh, when we were it? working on Ascension stuff. Mm. Yeah, or from April Fools or something, or maybe the, maybe Easter was coming. We also did Easter while we were there because uh, I was I finally went through because I was like backing up my file systems and so I finally went through all of my photos. And stripped out all of the whiteboard, wow. all of the pictures I've ever taken of whiteboards, and consolidated them into one place. Hmm. Jesus, you're doing there's the work. As, you're doing the work of the historians for them. There's there's not <laughs> as many uh, there's not as many as I as I thought there would be. But well, have you been religious about it? Like, have you been? Have you do you always take a picture before you clean? Of if there is something that is interesting, and I want to be able to look back and think about the thought process. Right. Not every project. Like if there's just a to do list that. So the to do list for the candy crimbo, for instance, was laid out. These are the things that are rolling on each day. And so the ordering of that list also offered some insight into the design process. And so I took a picture of that because that's a thing that would be cool. You know, the the the, the like original booze revamp from way back in the day. Oh, um, nice. You know, that's a big, and you know, the Boris, like Boris, I did oh, a lot right. of the brainstorming on my whiteboard as opposed to just like, if I'm just writing down like a bunch of item IDs or whatever, so that I have them in front of me. 
I throw away a lot of the like sheets of paper that have like my schemes and and notes and balancing math and stuff on them. Which I don't. I just I just have some binders of of that. I mean, I'm never gonna need them, but I just hate throwing them away, and it's just a binder, you know. I yeah. finally found a iPad notebook app that I like. Unfortunately, I left my sweet stylus in one of those boxes at your house. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> I'll have to pick that up next time I'm over there. I've been tempted to, to try getting a stylus and using it on my phone to see if it would be a, a good way of like taking notes and interacting with the phone. I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to have like a little notepad app of some kind to be able to do draw, quick drawings and stuff. I use the, um, I've been, I've been writing down things whenever I say something that I think is great. And I tell Emily that I'm going to start saying it all the time. She Uh says, no, you're not. And then I write it down just so that I actually commit it to memory, (laughs) which is, which is why we still have such gems as 420.lol, uh, as the best website. Uh, thescrollsearch.com slash for Jews as the place on the internet where you go to get all your Talmudic wisdom. <laughs> scroll search. Yeah, because if you just go to thescrollsearch.com, you're you're searching all scrolls, not just <laughs> Talmudic wisdom scrolls. So you have to do the slash for Jews because that filters it down to just Talmudic wow. wisdom. Nice. Yeah. Um, Are the Dead Sea Scrolls considered like something that Jews would be interested in or not? I don't know. Because it's... There's like Old Testament... Yeah, those are Old Testament, right? So I would presume so. But I think some of them are like Apocrypha, which I don't know... Fuck if, I guess... Actually, well, I, think, I think there are a lot of... I think Jews are interested in a lot of the like... Yeah, Jew, the, the Jewish religion is very respectful of like research and knowledge and stuff in general. So even if... Even stuff that isn't canon would probably be of interest. They're also very good with money. <laughs> see he says any speculation or hint you can give us for what permanent skill or familiar we might get from these Jarlsberg runs and what will trigger it um well I, I can speculate that there will be some disappointment in, in your future also you guys should do a Harlem Shake video yeah we'll get on right after we do our cover of Chocolate Rain mm. what um what was the genesis of that meme I don't <clears throat> I, I started seeing it everywhere and didn't know from from whence it came Somebody made a video of some people dancing and then the music kicks in and it cuts quickly to a room full of even more people having a big violent dance party. But the the dance itself is like something from the 80s. It's like a, it's like a dance craze from the 80s hip hop scene. OK. Um, I did see one funny one, which is just it's the music from the Harlem Shake except it's just that picture of a washing machine that's running with the door open, and then when it kicks in is when the guy throws a cinder block into it, and it just rips itself into pieces. So that was pretty funny. But Huh. Okay. Uh, lastly, Jick, I think you're. Uh, I still think you're fairly sexy. Single? Looking? DTF? What, direct-to-fabric? Why, do you have a line on a place that does direct-to-fabric printing? Because we have been looking at switching our methods. Um, but no. No. Also, you are probably a dude because you're on the internet. Slash Kamai says, is there any reason you guys don't have a nemesis for your current avatar paths? Well, you, I mean, there is, right? It's the other avatars. That's Why can't they just get along? Because <laughs> nobody can get along. It's the, it's the old school split. Fighters hate wizards. Wizards hate yeah. thieves. Thieves hate fighters, it's like right? like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Mm. Rock, so are you scissors. saying that... Our, all of our challenge paths are old school. 
Should sure. We, should we do some some new school ads? <laughs> yeah, I would say that they're all low school uh, so far. Um, <clears throat> WVO Quine writes, the interface in Mr. Store is kind of weird and inconsistent. Wasn't I just remarking the other day, lads, on how I really need to just redo the interface in Mr. Yes. Store? Yes. Um, what I think I am going to do is alter Mr. Store such that there are two columns and just buy buttons on each item. Is it divided up into Doric columns or Ionic columns fine corinthian leather columns sure <laughs> two ideas for the 8-bit boss tattoo an nes controller a little pixelated king koopa or mother brain brain with an eye in a little jar i know what mother brain is I'm, I'm <laughs> nasty i'm getting mean to these people who are asking me so i'm sorry guys i you know i still i still love you i just i think i'm i don't know i, I need a fucking drink is what i need <laughs> months almost over yeah eight more wow eight days jesus awesome I don't know. Do I get to drink on the 20? I don't think I do. I, it would violate the spirit of it. Yeah, you have to wait to, until the 1st. I have to wait until the 1st. And then I have to wait until, like, nighttime on the 1st. <laughs> what yeah, day of the week is... you don't believe that dates change with midnight, because... No, not. okay. I do believe that dates change with midnight, but I believe that acting on that or mentioning it to anybody makes you an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> D- dates change at midnight in, this, in the exact same way that tomatoes are fruit, which is to say, no way at all. It doesn't matter if you're an ass if you're not an asshole. Okay, so here's a question: Why don't we celebrate New Year's when you wake up on the first? Well, that's a weird exception. Yeah, that's special <laughs> because that that is celebrating the changing of the calendar. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, when you're like, I'm not going to say like, oh, well, I'm changing the date math in the Linux <laughs> kernel so that it's still yesterday until I wake up. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I say I'm going to do something on Friday, I don't fucking mean I'm going to do it at one minute past midnight on Thursday. Right. And if I did that, I would be a dick. Huh. Uh, three, he says. Anyway, I made that fucking boss tattoo. Oh, Which is did. just, yeah, it's just a heart with two swords through it that says boss on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Three, once you climb the beanstalk, the quest tracker tells you to find the four spirits in the airship, but no one in the game has told your character this, and there's no reason you should recognize that it's your goal. Uh, I thought the quest tracker is supposed to just remind you of things. Yeah, there, there is a free adventure in the airship with the guy saying, oh, no, where's my immateria? And I don't know why, like, if you had been to the old beanstalk... Like, it's, I think it's possible that somebody got to the old Beanstalk, which script automatically set your airship flag from zero to one, and I have no idea why that was a thing. I don't know why I started tracking that. I felt it was important back in the day to start tracking that flag at one rather than zero. Um, so I just put some code in that was like, oh, if you load this container document and your airship flag is zero, set your airship flag to one. And then that was like... That caused some problems with people who were trying to mafia runs without ever actually loading the container documents would just never get that quest to complete. Um, So we worked that out by saying, well, don't do that. (laughs) Um, But but now that container document no longer exists. And so there is is an expository no-cost adventure when you first go to the Beanstalk or first go to the airship where you meet that dude. Yeah, like I, I was careful in a lot of cases. I was like, all right. Scully, when you write this, it has to result in you seeing the chore wheel. So it will make sense for the quest tracker 
to, like mm. the narrative justification for this is so the quest tracker will know about it. <laughs> um, that's um, that's not necessarily a bad design constraint because that's like write this in such a way that we that like it's an explicable game state, right? Like, yeah, well, write it in a way that the 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 next step has been made at least has been made you you've been made aware of its existence right like it it stops this is my this is why i just am fucking so dreading trying to start dealing with quest tracker stuff with level 11 because the like the next step starts to rely on so much other shit Mm -hmm. that isn't directly related to the task at hand i mean we would have to we could do (laughs) that your current quest is to do X or Y or Z. Well, it's, it's, it's divided into what four parts, right? And I think you could, you could just start at the basics. You could be like, have you done the, like the, the very first thing that you need to do for it? And if not, then something that like, well, but just my, my example was like, I don't, I don't know. How do you get to the Island? Yeah, exactly, right? Because it's like get the car quest or buy the bus pass, right? Right. Which you know is is a is a thing, I guess. And the quest tracker only has to tell you a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? The quest yeah, tracker has to yeah. tell you a straightforward way. Has to tell way to you do it. the default way. <laughs> and yeah. and so one thing that I imagined was like what if you could get to the Spooky Raven wine cellar by just tunneling there from next door (laughs) no that's what i'm saying but but it costs it costs you know a hundred adventures to do that Mm. or whatever then it's then it's like get to the spooky raven wine cellar and then there's a zone next to the spooky pantry or whatever that's like abandoned bank whose vault is adjacent (laughs) to the spooky raven wine cellar one (laughs) and then (laughs) but that's funny and the the quest and the the quest tracker could say something like, you know, you could do this this way. Maybe there's also a better way. <laughs> well, or the, <laughs> or something wiki, like or the that. wiki could tell you about the better way. Eh. And the quest tracker just tells you how to do it. So uh, the other alternative was, like, at some point, you just get a quest to kill. Or, no, you get a quest. And I, th- I've actually been thinking about this off and on for the last little while. Mm-hmm. You get a quest at some point by clicking on the animated thing that tells you about this quest. Irrespective of it being le- level 11 or involved with the level 11 quest, but you get a quest to help uh, Lady Spooky Raven. Right? You get a quest to calm the troubled spirit of Lady Spooky Raven. And the way that you have to do that is by getting to the bedroom. Hmm. Hmm. Um Right, which requires you to figure out, you know, it requires you to unlock most of the stuff in there, right? And then it is the the messing around in the bedroom, you find the ballroom key. You pointed to the organ in the level 11 quest, so it's like, find your way to, so level 11 starts out, find your way to Spooky Raven Manor's wine cellar. Perhaps the organ in the ballroom would be of use, according to your father's journal or whatever. So then you got to figure out how to get into the, to there, right? Which is still it requires you to go get the quest that unlocks. So like maybe you start that quest and it unlocks Spooky Raven, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like another like a, an alternative way to to even find where Spooky Raven is might be 
of value because like a new player hasn't necessarily adventured in the pantry enough to unlock it and they wouldn't necessarily think mm-hmm. to go to a zone that isn't do you know what i mean like yeah so it's it I, it is an interesting exercise to be able to like compile all of that into a coherent narrative i think well a coherent narrative that has one step that it presents to you at a time like that's well, the or four simultaneous steps. I mean, like the yeah. the peaks. The peaks are three separate little subquests that you. Sure, have. sure. No, 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 no. And and I mean, I I still think of the level eleven quest as one quest that splits into three branches and then comes back collapses collapses yeah. back down to one, which is the way the quest tracker would treat it, right? Yeah. Like that's and I think that's fine. Yeah. So I think it's doable, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be some some massaging. I, but I think it. I think it is doable in a way that I would be really happy with if we if we rethought it in a broader sense, hmm. um, right? Like I don't really understand. Like I kind of gave up on my Jarlsberg run. I was getting I was getting fed up with not being able to change my stats and stuff to test the things that I was working on, and it was getting more and more time sensitive. But I also just kind of gave up at level eleven because I'm like I don't remember what I'm supposed to be doing, hmm. right? And I can't just throw. I can't just throw turns and the little bit of expertise that I have at this. I have to start looking on the wiki. Well, and, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I don't. I want that to not be the case, right? If there had been optional quests at various times, I would have done them because I spent a ton of time just leveling right. during that run. You know? I mean, it's frustrating because I simultaneously also love the like cryptic nature of the diary. You know, like yeah. Like it's it's such a good artifact. Yeah, the so, crypticness and the the verisimilitude that actually having to read it and figure out the information in it yourself provides. Yeah. yeah. So it's <clears throat> you, you can't really have everything. Right? You can't have something be really accessible and also interesting. <laughs> well, ha- like design. Like have like you cannot design something such that everyone is going to have the same kind of aha moments you know and like that's unfortunate but i don't i don't know that there's any way around that i mean people are just think gonna think about things in different ways and there's there's no you can't really change that Uh, the Dog Delusion says, Hey guys, so I've been preparing for some hamster runs, doing lots of hamster guide reading, lots of checking and double-checking Hobopolis mechanics. I even finished a 3,400-turn solo Hobopolis, not all in one day. And I have to say, after spending all this time in the clan basement, Hobopolis is incredibly well put together. Everything from the hobo binder and the sewers to the marketplace to the side areas to the gear drops and non-combats, just kudos to you guys for putting it all together. Sweet work. Yeah, that's why it's so intimidating to try to make a new mm. clan dungeon. Uh, Paragon99 says, would it be possible to have a count option that would let you label action bars? Eh, that would probably just be a new thing to click on rather than an option that you'd have to enable. I'd like to revisit the combat action bar with more modern code practices. Hmm. And Nightval says, why can't my hippotatamus wear a tutu, Jick? Do you really want to go down that road again? And we finally get the ability to conjure a companion made out of food and the ability to conjure pure meat and there isn't a corned beef adon? How long must I wait for satisfaction? Uh, Arashman also asking for an account option to select quality as the default display sorting for food and drink inventory menus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Gordy says, in response to your uh, response to my post on the Monday show about Jarlsberg's food, Boris gets three sandwiches a day from that skill, which is ninefold, and it's still not enough to fill his massive stomach, but that's three-fifths of a normal adventurer's. Um, yeah, okay. I, I always, I confuse demand sandwich with request sandwich. Uh, also, regarding, uh, anyway, the fact that it's three-fifths of a normal adventurer's is way less important than it being three-fifths of his, which it is not. Right. Um, also, regarding the food wasn't as good then, comment, does that mean that Boris was from a slightly more recent time since the sandwiches he demanded from random schmoes were of such quality? <laughs> no, he's demanding them from people now. He's getting better sandwiches than he used to. You are not Boris in the past. You are yourself filled with the sporad of, the sporad of Beerus. The sporad of Beerus. <laughs> yeah. I, I made the same narrative mistake when we were talking about stuff like like it's in my head it's still i still get it confused thinking about oh oh are the is the um guild even there and i'm like oh yeah wait no it's not yeah it's not <laughs> right and it, the reason you know, is the, is because story doesn't matter and so i just don't pay any attention to any of these details when i'm making these things because it's more important that they be fun this is, you know, this is why Paper Mario Sticker Star is the best game, is because they decided that story didn't matter. <laughs> um, edit. Something I just started pondering. What made you decide Avatar of Jarlsberg would have relatively low turn gen, despite being an avatar for a legend who excelled at making food? What's the reason behind him starting with 10 stomach and a size 9 liver and requiring skills to have the capacity of a normal adventurer's instead of him starting at 10 and 14 liver with the skills boosting him beyond a normal adventurer's instead of just 2? Well, he has the same capacity as Boris... It's just averaged out. Right? Boris doesn't start with a 30 stomach. He starts with a... I thought Boris started with a 15, got stomach of steel, and oh. had and had a... His boosting thing. His boosting skill. But I, I don't know. I could be wrong. He might have just had more. You know, in which case, I whatever. Um, Boris is a bigger dude he's going to be able to consume more yeah i i wanted i like i don't think that turn gen is that low it's low in low skill because it's it, it can get really good it's just complicated like a wizard <laughs> <laughs> i mean this was it was this was a point of much discussion during the testing like yeah, it is it is a little harder. It is a little lower than I intended it to be because I was only I was only counting the number of skills that were required to make different things and not the number of skill points that you had to spend to get that number of skills. Right? So I imagined that by the end of your first run, you'd be eating second order foods. Mm. Um and it just didn't work out that way. Vernacio says, question for Jick. So I'm having all four of my wisdom teeth ripped out on Friday. Naturally, I'll be on heavy medication afterwards. So what would you recommend doing? I only ask because I know you two recently had surgery and you must have had some downtime. Man, just pick a video game and play that entire video game. Yeah. One time when I was sick and on a lot of pain medicine, I, I played all the way through Portrait of Ruin. I 100 percented Portrait of Ruin. And then a couple years later, I played all the way through it and 100 percented it again and didn't, didn't really remember, remember anything <laughs> about it. Um, so that was pretty cool. This this a time JRPG I played a JRPG would be good. I played too, a ton probably. of Chip Chain. Hmm. Um, huh. You played some Minecraft when you felt up to sitting. Yeah, I did. I did actually play a bunch of Minecraft while I was doing that too. Um, what what you shouldn't do is do a drug study where they have you wait in a chair for eight hours, reporting on your pain levels every hour, because that uh. that is not fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you say you must have saved a hundred dollars. I think it was like three. I, I got like three hundred dollars off the procedure, uh, but it was and it was like the thing where they either give you Tylenol, the like the drug that they're testing, the two of them together, which I think was what the study was, was like whether the drug in combination with Tylenol was better than um, hmm. by itself or whatever, or I think or just a plain placebo. Oh Jesus! Uh, I think I had Tylenol because it wasn't. It was not awesome, and it was not the worst thing, but it, I, I was in a lot of pain, or I was in a, a, a reasonable amount of pain for, for eight hours, and then I got to take real drugs, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is... I was definitely not on real drugs <laughs> when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, Bernatia also says, Also, will we ever see the day when we can equip Jarlsberg's best hat? I can't sleep at night knowing that my character is only wearing the second best in pointy magical headwear. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until the very end that uh, that Scully decided that that was Jarlsberg's second best hat. Because I had sort of forgotten to make him an asshole. I was like, you know, I want Jarlsberg to be kind of an asshole. I told, I told Scully that I wanted Jarlsberg to be all of the attributes of my personality <laughs> minus... The attributes of Boris's personality that I try really hard to that I try really hard to to, to sort of nurture in myself. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then he asked where the sneaky Pete came from, and I didn't know. But uh, but yeah, a prissy, arrogant germaphobe is how I <laughs> is how I told uh, told isn't, Scully to write that. Isn't isn't sneaky Pete somebody who just decided that they were cool and became that oh yeah in spite of the basket <laughs> um sure yeah a uh, glim says not sure if anybody's asked this but is it possible to have an option on option on the discoveries page that lets us hide things we cannot make uh yeah that's a pretty good idea uh, work perch says well, that's an old uh that's an old name and it's sweet mustache picture I've heard Jick mention on several occasions that he's reluctant to do more tattoos and is on some sort of guilt trip about it two suggestions first just get drunk and do it second have some sort of user competition to do it I'm sure there are hundreds of people who'd be only too happy to do it for some in-game reward custom item perhaps Uh, that second one no I think we're done with that those things always are it is so much more work to curate user submitted content than it is to produce content that it's not and I don't I'm not reluctant to do it. I just hate doing it because it is, it is a, and it's, and it's not like a thing that I can, that's part of it is that it's the wrong size, but it, it is the fact that I have to not just draw something, but decide what to draw and then draw it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want these to be things that would conceivably be a thing that you would get tattooed on yourself, you know, like an animated bugbear. (laughs) And there are only so many tattoos that that there are. Right. And so there's only like, all right, what would a guy who was real into candy get tattooed on him? Fuck. I would. That's not even like a heart that says candy. on. Yeah. All (laughs) tattoos from now on are just going to be a heart with some word in them. (laughs) Um, and just get drunk and do it. I'm on the fucking wagon this month. So do you want no tattoos? You want no tattoo February? That's, <laughs> you know, I observe no tattoo February every year, but. 
Uh, Strong Bats fan says, just want to say I really love the Cosmic Bucket. As a longtime player, I've come to uh, enjoy the more technical aspects of Speed Ascending and Avatar Boris, uh, you mean Age of Boris, uh, <laughs> brought me back into the fold after a three-year absence because of its fun, speed-friendly mechanics. I suppose I'm a dick stabber in that regard, but thanks for presenting the option to me. On to a question. Was the emphasis on Jarlsberg's kitchen a reflection of the desire to improve the main crafting system? Or, like the Avatar skill trees, is it just a deviation from the norm for the fun of it? And eh, more that latter one. The bucket was uh, surprisingly well-received, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was some kvetching, but I feel like yeah, but for they, every, for they every were real were, dicks about it. They weren't, for the and for part. every kvetcher, there were a few people saying like, "Eh, I don't know, I like it," and came to our defense. Yeah, I like that there were a lot of people who were like, "This isn't for me," but I can totally see why this is here. Yeah, and that's that's sort of what I was hoping like the reasonable folks would feel like, you know, because it's it it we are in this weird space where to cater to people that like that get really unhappy like who really want to play a game a particular the way they want to play KOL in a particular way and this lets them do it but it also sort of pisses in the cheerios of of like total purists who want to compete on a completely pure playing field and feel like the you shouldn't be able to get anything without putting in the time right and it's like you know you can't make everybody happy. Well, so maybe for Sneaky Pete, we we do a bucket, we do the normal perming thing, and then we just do we do a separate leaderboard for with only one slot on it. A leaderboard with only one spot Whoa. that is fastest zero skill run. Hmm. And that becomes an option that you can pick. Huh. On uh, ascension. Okay, so you can you can choose to not carry any skills. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. That, I mean, and then see, like, see, yeah. oh, is this a thing that people care? Like, is this a thing that is exciting? Right? Maybe maybe not just a leaderboard with one spot. I like the but, idea of it though. It's yeah. really it's like super exclusive and interesting. Yeah, and a new Although kind it's of not really a leaderboard. Like a, like a, a new kind yeah, of yeah, it's like a hill. But it's, I mean, it's a thing that like if you were if you are a speed player and you feel like you're pretty firmly ensconced at the top of the normal board or whatever, and you're like, yeah, let me see, let me see how I can do, knowing what I know, but only having one, you know, and maybe it's only hardcore, hmm. you know, so that it it actually is a test. Yeah. Right. And and hardcore in a way that you don't get VIP access and and you know just like. It's basically like a bad moon version of the path. Or because it's Sneaky Pete, everybody gets VIP access regardless of whether they have the item or not. <laughs> Baron Von Bix says, Jake, in numerous podcasts, you've described your remarkable personal willpower to end negative habits, such as when you say that if you believe a behavior to be harmful to yourself or even unwanted, you simply excise it from your life. It's my experience that such willpower is uncommon and that in this aspect, you stride like a colossus above we petty men, <laughs> content to drink ourselves into dishonorable graves. I suspect that you recognize that you stand apart from most of humanity in this regard, even if you don't necessarily avow it publicly. My question to you is this. From whence did you obtain this willpower? <laughs> is it a skill that can be practiced and taught, an essential element of yourself, the product of life lessons and experiences, or something else? Or is it mere bravado, the puffery of a man who is seen by a small but devoted community as a leader? Any advice for listeners who may wish to bridge the abyss between animal instinct and the ubermensch? <laughs> uh, postscript. Such will is evidenced not only by your personal habits, but also by your success as a small business owner, a role that requires will and devotion in the extreme, perhaps particularly in a business staffed by a bunch of assuredly scruffy-looking nerds <laughs> such as yourself. Uh, no, su sorry, scruffy-looking nerfs. nerfs such as you have to herd. Uh, all due love and respect to the staff of KOL, who hopefully understand that my jab at them is in good fun, rather than a 
comment upon their grooming habits or uh, predilections I, for I, foam. I, I can't object to being described as a scruffy looking nerd or nerf. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about running the business, like I, I don't have any choice, right? Like that, I, I ended up in a situation where I was running a business. Like I didn't, I would not have ever had the gumption to say I'm starting a business and start a business right so that that doesn't count um almost everything is just about like tricking like you have to learn how to trick yourself this is this is what I've learned I used to think I used to think that it was a thing about someone right and that I just didn't have it but then over time I learned that no it's like it's like willpower is a behavior it's not it's not a virtue it's a behavior and 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 part of part of that was like uh, our yours hot stuff and my collective failure when you got into that bike accident and mm. all of our like sort of exercise discipline just evaporated. Yeah, when I was, because I couldn't climb, which was the whole point of like my exercising at all. And so anything fucking up like this and and so then when he wasn't climbing, I didn't climb and so I didn't have that like once a week or twice a week incentive to like, oh, right, fuck, I need to be strong so that I enjoy this more. So right. I didn't do any other working out. And, you know, I like I don't like be climbing this thing. And then my heart racing while I'm also scared of heights makes me <laughs> fucking panic. So I need to stay in better cardiovascular shape so that I don't have panic attacks at the top of a 30 foot rope, yeah. you know. Uh, oh, also, I'm uh, and I'm a <laughs> rope charmer. <laughs> um, it is. You just have to trick yourself. Like, if there's something that you want to do every day, just get into the habit of rolling out of bed and doing it before you have the opportunity to talk yourself out of it. Right? Like, yeah. it's it's just a matter of not. I mean, like, it helps. It helps when you see positive changes in your life because of things that you're doing. Like when I when I wanted to get in shape for climbing because I like climbing was something that I enjoyed, and I wanted to get better at it. And so, like, I I got in shape because that's what I wanted to do. And then I also noted that I started noticing that I felt better and just like was just like happier, you know. And like there were a lot of like really positive side effects, and that helped me continue to do it. You know, also like a lot of a lot of uh, really uh, finely honed sense of shame and a little bit of self-loathing helps. Mm. Like if I look at myself in the mirror and I'm starting to get a gut, I'm like, you disgusting fat (laughs) bastard. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you have another donut? You fat asshole. And then the next time I think I should get a donut, I'm like, no, maybe I don't get a donut. This time, I'll get a donut next time. And then the next time, I think, oh, maybe I'll get a donut. Well, no, I'll get a donut next time. And then eventually, maybe you get a donut, but, like, you get to the point where your default behavior is not to cheat on the things that you yourself want. Right. You know? And, and, and again, it's just a fucking habit. And it's only hard to maintain a habit for the first 10 days. Right? So something like... Uh... Adam Carolla was talking about, he like made a big point of, uh, uh, Dr. Drew came in to do a, a podcast with him and he, Adam Carolla looked in the like fridge at their like studio or whatever. And he saw, uh, Drew's keys 
like his car keys sitting in the fridge on top of like some flu vaccine or whatever. And he made this big point about how like, it's not that like Dr. Drew is like super smart and like just gets all sorts of shit done. He like develops all of these tricks that he like does in his life to do things like remember to like, he can't, right. He needs to, he needs to take that home with him. So he can't leave because he put his keys on top. I mean, that's, like whenever anybody asks me like how is it that you're so good at remembering where stuff is that you never ever ever lose your keys and it's not that it's that i will not allow myself to ever put my keys anywhere other than in my pocket yeah right and then i will always know where that where they are because if i just if i was in the habit of ever putting them down they would always be lost yeah and so it's like yeah i don't keep mine in my pocket but i do have a specific place that i always put them so I, I've been I've been trying to help uh, Emily with this. Like whenever I see her keys in some weird spot, I will move them to some spot that I've seen them before, or I will put them on her desk, like, huh. or in the fridge. Yeah, I put them in the fridge. I'm like, you know. now I know you don't like to drive without a burrito, so I figured you would. I mean, one thing you can do for that specific instance is go to like like an antique mall or something and find some weird distinctive bowl that you can put on a shelf and have that be the keys and wallet bowl Mm -hmm. this has to be a weird distinctive bowl Eh, it just makes it more interesting oh because it's like your this is my this is the bowl that recharges my keys and wallet with magical energy yes yeah and plus you don't want it to look like the bowls that you commonly eat out of or you might end up absent-mindedly washing it and putting it back in the cabinet oh i thought you might have Absent, absent-mindedly put your wallet and keys in a bowl yes, and of then soup. eat them. <laughs> uh, uh, Glebe's uh, t- tells a story about yelling twelve on the Joko cruises. I don't even remember what the source of that was. It was something about the Valhalla revamp, right? Yeah, it was. Twelve it different was currencies. Hot stuff. <laughs> no, it was. Hot, it was you proposing a system in which perming a skill cost twelve points. Oh, was that it? Was that yeah. what it was? I, I, I couldn't remember whether it was that or like two different currencies for for right. every class or something. Uh, also, Jake, you're almost done revamping the council quest. Will the Ascension important but not council quest areas like south of the border and Degrassi Knoll ever get the same sexy revamp down the line? Yeah, probably something. I don't know. Uh, Xtansic says, hey, just started Avatar Jarlsberg, and I just got to say I'm really digging how the skill tree setup is this time around. Plus three starting skill points seems like a good starting point, and I really like how balancing cooking synergy is a new criteria you have to take into account rather than just a straight turn gen versus item drop. Makes for more interesting decisions. Well, good. Yeah, the coupling of everything, like, just, it does make it, like, really fascinating to, to like, think through what you want. I thought that was, I thought that was really neat. It, it changed a little bit over time right initially there were no chef staves Mm. and the things that jiggling the chef staves did actually consumed one of the foods so like you you could consume a cosmic cheese to do that banish um but that ended up being a little too rough at low skill Um, yeah it's you don't get a lot of those consumables so it's yeah, and also it uh, the the spheres were not in the tree. There were only twenty eight skills in the trees to begin with. Those spheres were things that you got by just using the cosmic foods, and they were consumed. Hmm. Um, and you only started with one skill point before, but then we just decided, all right, let's let's add. We shuffled stuff around a little bit so that you couldn't start every run with like a skill that every dick stabber would always want. You know. 
there was a there was a bunch of shuffling around. It was like some of it was a little subtle. It was subtle or whatever, but it was like trying to make it so that there were like interesting choices in a lot of different ways. Yeah, plus booze, the plus booze passive and the plus stomach passive traded places at some point. Mm-hmm. Fairly close to the end. Right. Um, blend just didn't... What That was not determined what Blend was going to do until after we were well underway with testing. And it started becoming clear how painful it was going to be to play with a lot of monster level without a noodles analog. You, uh... You changed bake pretty significantly, pretty close to the end as well. Yeah, that uh, uh, it started out doing a lot less damage, and it also damaged you, <laughs> um, <laughs> which just made it a thing that nobody would ever use for anything. I mean, I, I was thinking like, well, this will be useful for boss fights and stuff, but like, you basically can never survive for very many rounds because he's so low hit points. Um, so that just kind of turned out to not be a thing. Anyway, uh, also he edits, uh, no, 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 he says, following up on a question from last week where you guys complained that there's too much scheduled content, content familiars, yearly items of the month, items of the month, challenge pass, PVP, is there a point where you would consider decreasing the challenge pass release? Uh, how are you going to balance everything when Word Realms will release in 2014 or the Word <laughs> Realms MMO in 2020? At what point will you consider hiring more staff or do you hate hot stuff that much? Also, why does Riff hate the player base? <laughs> I'll answer, because they're super <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't hate the player base. I just like to set really difficult puzzles because I like to be able to reward people for solving really difficult puzzles. So I don't think that future... I think we have learned so much from our troubled development experiences with Word Realms that we would not... I I think that we will be able to get a lot more done in a lot less time on the next Word Realms project that we do. Yeah. We will be designing it from the ground up with... With much better content creation tools. Yeah. With better tools, with a better sense of, like, what we want to do with, with like, knowing how we work. We were, and- too, we were too hands-off, and the first programmer did not have the ability to read our minds that Chris Moyer has. Yeah. Because he knows how we work, and he knows what things are likely to need to be flexible in the future, right? He, and he plays more games than the first program. Like you know, like there's just there were a bunch of I think a bunch of things that yeah. were working against. And also, I mean, we we did not realize that it was going to take up any of our time in the beginning beyond the the sort of design stages, and it required some direction that we just wouldn't have to do if we did it again. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, the increased and consistently high rate of content output that we have in KOL is as a result of the habits that we have established. Right. We Let's now don't we now don't have any choice, you know, and, and that's good for us. It's good for us. Like I whine about it, but I'm always going to be unhappy. <laughs> right. So it you just shouldn't listen to me when I when I complain about having all this scheduled shit to do that makes it so we can't, you know, we haven't. Because that is not why we haven't done a clan dungeon. We haven't done a clan dungeon because I am fucking lazy. We <laughs> haven't done a clan dungeon because I am a useless sack of shit. <laughs> well, also, we haven't had a good idea for one. Well, we've had plenty well, of good ideas. We just haven't had the fucking gumption to <laughs> sit down and do the work. I, I mean, 
CD Moyer came up with an interesting proposal today for a way to force ourselves to do something, and I, I think that might be a way that we go. What was that? Um, it was it was difficult to hear. Uh, it was he was kind of breaking up when he said it, but yeah, we should we should we should chat about that at some point. Uh, but no spoilers. Hello, Chicken All says Lord Hack. Oh man, what a great name. Uh, I've been on the outside of the kingdom since that whole smut orc thing. Not that I had any problem with it. I was just a little burned out, and it seemed like a decent time to take a break. Well, why did you even mention it then? <laughs> but Jarlsberg has me back and very excited. I have a ton of questions to ask, but I'll try to keep it to three for now. One, when Zombie Slayer came out, Riff said the goal of the path was to be slow for people who didn't have a whole lot of real-life time to play, but it didn't really work out. Jarlsberg seems to be similar, with low drunkenness and fullness caps and food that's far from optimal, at least without a bucket or a number of lead-in runs. Was this intentional? Are you guys really interested in paths that greatly restrict turn gen, or was this just a coincidence? No, it's just easy. Like... With Paths, we're trying to make a different version of the KOL that we play, and the KOL that we play doesn't have fucking crazy turn gen in it because mm -hmm. we don't seek it out as players. Um, or, in my case, the KOL that we play has no KOL at all. <laughs> uh, two, why is Jarlsberg's food so much worse from a world perspective than that of modern-day Pastamancers and Sorcerers? Has food technology just come that far since the days of old? Yep. Well, and it turns out that where you get most of the adventures uh, is from germs and bacteria in the food. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, he didn't have the right gut flora to <laughs> truly appreciate it because he, he lived in such a such an artificially sterilized environment. Also, he was autistic. Um, three, can Jarlsberg's specific item of the month gear please, please, please be a sweet fucking sword he holds in his offhand? <laughs> Uh, originally, I was thinking a wand, but then I remember that Jake thinks that wands are for pussies, and then couldn't stop thinking about how sweet it would be to have an offhand sword for casters. Well, there is that good offhand sword for casters. Which? Uh, bite is a pretty good offhand mm. sword for casters. Um, mm. It's not It's not going to be a sword, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Sneaky Pete's pussy basket. <laughs> See, it's a pussy basket, and you think it's because only a pussy would carry a basket, but no, this is a basket for getting a lot of pussy. <laughs> It's where he keeps all the pussy. Yeah, it's, it's where he keeps it after he gets it. Yeah. Um, Alefin says, how realistic is a stationary planet for supporting life? I'd assume the answer is that anything is possible in a world with wizards, but you mentioned discussing the viability of this with an astronomy expert at some point. Yeah, you know, it... It's not stationary. That's, yeah, that's, it's... It's different. Like, it... There it, wouldn't it, be... There wouldn't be seasons, and there wouldn't be... Uh, there wouldn't be day there wouldn't be a day and night cycle but it would not it would actually not be that big of a deal mm -hmm. it if the earth stopped spinning it would not it would be less inhospitable to life than the word realms planet or it's not that it's stopping spinning right it's well, just it's, that it's it's, spinning it's, it's at a rate it's that's tide equal it's, to, it's one yeah. revolution per year yeah, in yeah. the direction of the spin yeah well, like you know, really... living on the moon is definitely a thing that could happen, and the then the moon of Earth is tide locked. You know, yeah, it's so. not, and all I mean, all planets eventually become tide locked. Not that that proves anything, right? <laughs> but um, um, can a reasonable it, atmosphere be maintained? Yeah, like the atmosphere doesn't have anything to do with a spin, right? But uh, it, what is interesting, what at least you know, the, the what we what we theorized with with the help of of my uh, physics friend is. That it actually does do kind of crazy things to wind flow. <laughs> yeah, the wind is just going in a single direction around the planet. Hmm. Well, well, kind of. It's in these interesting sort of like circles, right? Like, well, they're circles it, if you look down on the globe, right? Yeah, but any any the wind is basically constant, more or less constant wherever you are 
it's some, and there are places where there's basically no wind and then there's places where it's like crazy high winds um which is part of the like that'll be part of like how some of the places generate power and and stuff like there's there there are really cool interesting regions like on the borders of things that make for like really good places to live which is kind of a neat way of dividing up the world you know yeah into like the places where the village is and the place where the monsters are right, <laughs> right. um yeah and <clears throat> the 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 layout of the planet also is from what I read in the in these in these articles that I found about like what would happen if Earth was tidelocked, like the oceans do kind of shift around to where they are on the Word Realms planet, hmm. yeah, um, which is interesting. Uh, but that that's and that's kind of strange. I mean, there wouldn't well on the Word Realms planet. There's also the moon is has been turned into a ring, so there's no tide anymore. Mm-hmm. But what causes? Why would the oceans redistribute? If the on, Earth became tidal, Earth? tidelocked with the sun, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't actually read anything about the idea of, of Earth mm. uh, being tidelocked. I mean, like, the... I'll have, to, I'll have to send you a bookmark to this thing that, that I yeah. found. It's a big article. I thought that you sent it to me. Anyway... Uh, can I re- yeah, and it, also, nice going on Ludology. You're slowly taking over all the podcasts I like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm slowly appearing on every podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, Kennyman666 says, So the Jarlsberg hat we get in Age of Yoris runs as Jarlsberg's second best hat. Was his best hat the Jewel-Eyed Wizard hat? No, because the Jewel-Eyed Wizard hat was fucking dumb and useless because of the minus MP to skills. Um, Zixafaj says, Why did you sell more of Alice's Army booster packs or Jarlsberg buckets? Well, way more booster packs so far. <laughs> I mean, we don't know yet. Uh, the O'Reilly book gives plus nine miss stats per fight, which is awesome for Jarlsberg. Squat Thrust gives plus seven, and Yeo Limerick gives plus five. What's up with that? Do you hate Moxie classes? Do you love Mist classes? Are you indifferent towards Muscle classes? Yeah, why did you do that? Hot stuff. Uh, because those seem crazy power. Like those seem so much more powerful than something that I expect you to put into the game. I I mean they're interesting, right? Like I don't know. Like aren't they like once per ascension or something? No, they're just normal drops in a really heavily farmed zone. Uh, okay, because I think when... Nope, only the library book. Oh, huh. I thought maybe... I, maybe I misunderstood your note. Maybe I thought that they were all once mm. per extension. Um, huh, yeah, okay. Strange. Maybe you want to crank down the drop rate on those. Sure, yeah, I can do that. Because I almost never put numbers on something, and then I say, hot stuff, put numbers on this, and then you make the numbers bigger. (laughs) (laughs) You almost always are like, oh, I should reduce these numbers by 90%. Uh, Huh. Yeah, maybe I did not understand that at all. You were pretty drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is that I have had to take up... You're drinking for two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have those quotas. We we have the weird we have that weird Corsican brothers liver. Right. <laughs> um, Glebe says narrative justification for Boris being more of a lightweight drinker than Jarlsberg. Well, because um, where Jarlsberg was a prissy, arrogant germaphobe, uh, Boris was a loud, boastful, muscle-bound lightweight. That that, that I mean, character. <laughs> <laughs> Smelltastic says, is the March item of the month already decided? Yes. And are you taking suggestions? No. Um, 
Whatever you've got going for your Augsburg, can I suggest adding it, uh, adding to it the option of some limited-use skill assignment reset, something limited to once per ascension or every few days that would let you reassign your skills to fix mistakes? Well, you know, one thing that's limited to every few days that lets you fix your mistakes with skills is just leveling up, mm-hmm. and then you get a new skill. Or ascending, right? Well, yeah, but I think the mistake is in ending up with a build that... I mean, we... In testing, Jamelli did some runs by deliberately making the worst possible skill choices, and mm. they weren't so bad. Huh. Right? So that's a thing that we checked for. You know, we did the same thing with Zombie yeah. Zombie Slayer. Like, it, we, what is the worst possible decisions that you could make? And they're still playable. I mean, yeah. even with no skills, it would be playable, right? You'd eventually be able to finish the runs. What the fuck was I thinking? Probably. With these books. <laughs> I, I have no idea now. How the, how I got to this place, mm. man, that sucks. Uh, Blister guy says, "I love questions about game balance decisions. Early spading seems to indicate that Jarlsberg's combat modifiers are fifteen percent instead of twenty, as Zombie and Boris's were. Was this a deliberate change in power level or just a whim? I'd like to hear your thoughts either way. You know, I think I made it fifteen, and then I was thinking that there would be some other way to get an additional five, uh, but then I just didn't." make the additional way to get <laughs> five. Um, that's one of those things where displaying that percentage would be weird because what that percentage means is a weird thing. No, I guess it is just plus 5%, right? Sort of. I mean, each zone has a different base. Yeah, but plus five is plus five no matter what base you're applying it to well unless you take it above a hundred yeah or if you have more than 25 stacked up right yeah it's got that diminishing returns thing which we were allowed to do because it never spells out how much it is anyway that's all the questions and jesus christ this is the longest kol show that we've done in a year is it yeah it's like an hour and a half all right we ne'er, we ne'er do that shit. Oh. Nar. All right. Uh, well, stay tuned for video games, hot dog, and mm. uh, we will see you kids on the flizzle. <laughs> Bye, everyone.